Hi everyone, good morning. So before we get started, the date is December 18th at exactly 6.56 a.m. It's a Saturday. Yeah, I'm up today early, but let's get into prayer so we can get started into the conversation. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for yet again another day. Thank you for this new month that's progressing smoothly, Lord. Um, the year's almost over, but we're just so blessed to be here with you. I'm so honored, Lord, to be used by you to share with your children. Um, I pray that you be present in this presence. I pray that may your words be spoken through me, God. May your words go out and go forth and bear good fruit that um, produces even more greater fruit to come. Lord, use me, Lord God. Let those words be of you and let it touch those that need to be touched by it, Father God. Bless the sign. Bless your children, Lord God. Keep us safe for the rest of the month and protect us into the new year. Help us have plans that are good plans, God. Plans that are godly plans. And just use us, Lord, and lead us closer to the destinies and people that you've called us to be. We thank you, Jesus. I love you. I pray to see your most holy name. Amen. Okay, so like I said, today is December 18th at 6.50, well it's now 6.57 a.m. Um, I don't have much time today as I'm up for early for a reason. I actually have a really fun day planned out for me. Um, my church and I were doing an activity, so I'm really excited for that. So I have to be up pretty early and, you know, do my podcast and get ready for it and so forth and so forth. But y'all, <laughs> let me tell you. So remember last week, if you did hear the podcast from last week, before we started, I kind of mentioned I was feeling under the weather and, you know, um, not feeling good. Well, before we get into that, right, I just want to segment into something completely random. I'm going to come back. I promise. Sorry, y'all. This is how my brain works. I start a topic and think of something and just jump around. So please bear with me. But something that I've been learning about lately is the importance of dreams right this is very random it has nothing to do with what I want to say but I do want to share it in case you all aren't familiar familiar with it but dreams are very very important they're powerful and it's the spiritual world because in the physical realm you know when we're awake we're in the physical presence we can see what's going on we know what's going on things like that but when we're sleeping we transition into the spiritual realm and it's important that we're paying attention to what our dreams are saying because those can be messages from both god or the devil and it's important that we start to analyze what are we dreaming about is this from god is it not from god and if it's not from god it's important that we start to declare against those things you know i was listening to a podcast or audio on youtube yesterday about a lady really diving into dreams and she said that when the devil tries to plant things in your dreams his goal is to make those become your reality in the physical realm because if you wake up and you realize hmm, that was a weird dream i didn't like the way it made me feel i didn't like what happened there then if you don't pray against that and ask god to make that from not happening he's gonna do all that he can to make that become your reality so it's really interesting it's very serious and i really would 
urge you all to do more research about it i i've been watching tons of videos and again like i said this audio is not to talk about that but i do want to plant that seed in your heads in case you've never thought about your dreams um i started writing down my dreams now because usually i forget and now the, the more i write my dreams i remember my dreams all the time now there might be bits and pieces that are kind of blurred out and missing but for the most part I'm starting to recall my dreams more than I ever have and that's because I'm being more aware of my dreams I'm paying attention and I'm writing them down so please start to do that do your own research so you can understand the power and importance of your dream and how that transitions into your physical realm and the spiritual so back to what I was saying um, earlier so last week as I told you all I started off saying I was feeling under the weather and you know I was okay just had a little sore throat turns out that same day I had a fever of 101 and I just felt so sick I got so so sick I you know went out did some errands and I just was shaking like literally throughout the day and I was like I just can't be here like my body feels weird I feel sick so I came home rested you know took a nap and everything a few hours later I was like I still feel horrible so I took my temperature and it was 101 at that time and by then my fever has had subsided so I'm sure my temperature was much higher throughout the day but I just didn't think much of it I just you know figured the old nap will solve everything (laughs) which it obviously didn't so you know um I kind of progressed throughout the week, felt really, really sick. It just kind of got worse. Turns out, guys, I had COVID. I got tested on Tuesday of the week that we spoke, and yeah, I got COVID. And I was just like, what the, what in the heck? Like, what? Like, how? <laughs> you know, like, I don't recall, like, being out anywhere too much. I don't recall being around someone that had COVID. But then again, you never really know how these things you know work and I'm just like yo it's been two years I've never had COVID and all of a sudden the year is ending and I get COVID um and so I remember when I went to get tested I got back home and I sat in the car when I got my results I just sat in the car and I was like I just honestly froze I didn't know how to feel I didn't know what to think because I went into it thinking I don't have COVID I'm good I'm healed you know by the strap of Jesus the typical Christian response (laughs) the typical Christian response like I'm healed no weapons formed against me shall prosper whatever whatever oh but they did prosper because I had COVID you know so anyways I get my results just sitting in the car like oh my god how did this happen Lord like I don't know how to feel I really didn't feel anything I didn't feel scared I didn't feel nervous I didn't feel anything I just felt blank really for lack of a better word and so I come out the house right and come home and I see my mom, so I, I tell her, I'm like, hey, I have COVID, you know, I have my mask on and everything at that point, and she's like, oh my god, like, obviously more panicking and freaked out than I am, and then I come to my room, and she's like, well, first of all, my brother and his family, they had COVID um, a few months ago, so she told, tells me to call him and, you know, let him know that I have COVID and just kind of see what they did to get better and things like that, so I call him, and honestly, he's scared the living heck out of me he was like yeah it's gonna be the worst thing ever like every single day is gonna get worse and worse you will have the worst experience is pretty much what he told me and I was like okay uh I just called you to let me know what you use I didn't call you to make me scared all that but anyways he gave me things that he used zinc um 
calcium, not calcium, I'm sorry, vitamin C and just all these other uh, things. And so then I get on YouTube and I'm like, okay, I click in living with COVID or whatever to see someone else's experience. I watched this two couple and honestly, they said the exact same thing. They were just like, yeah, it's the worst thing ever. The woman starts off by saying, I would not wish this on my worst enemy and blah, blah, and all these other things, which again, I don't mean to sound insensitive. These are very true. COVID is a serious thing and has killed thousands of people in our country and all around the world, honestly. And this is not a thing to play with. Um, you know, but watching those things and adding all those negativity in my head, it really scared me and it didn't sit right with me. So after watching that video, I was like, you know, I'm not going to keep watching videos to make me even more scared of something that I have no idea about and how my body is going to respond to it. Because I do believe that we all have different bodies and different reactions, of course, as we've heard throughout the, the COVID situation. But anyways, so all this just to say is that I got off the phone, got off my YouTube, and just sat in my bed and prayed. I was like, you know what, God? Yes, this is a serious thing that is going on in my body. But what I do believe is that you have the power to make my situation and experience different. I declare by your name of Jesus that I will not experience what my brother experienced and what these other people have experienced. I pray that COVID will be different for me. I pray that it'll be a breeze. I pray that I'll be healed and I won't go through all these bad symptoms and things like that. So fast forward to today, obviously I'm much better than God. Um, and just to let you know that my experience was a breeze. Oh my God, like the way God took me through that experience was insane. The first two, three, no, three days, I felt, well, my fever was the worst. I only had a fever on one day on Saturday. I felt horrible, like just, just really bad. The next day, cough, you know, loss of smell slightly, but just not the best, but not the worst either. And literally every single day, the second, the third day, I was good, honestly, I was good. The fourth day, I was good. I, I was scared because my brother told me it's going to get worse every day. So every day, I expected something worse to happen. But guess what? It got better. It got better and better and better until today. It's been, what, uh, 15? I don't know how long it's been. Eight, yeah. What is it? 14 days, I think. Yeah, I guess I last recorded December 4th, and today's the 18th. So yeah, it's been about 14 days in between. And honestly, I am completely fine. And to rate my experience out of 10 with COVID, I would say 3 out of 10. And I know that it's not because I'm different. I know that's not because I'm healthy and I work out every, you know, almost uh, five days a week. No, I know it's because I declared in Jesus' name that my experience will be different. And so I tell you all the story to get into our topic for today. It's called declaring your life by faith. When you declare your life by faith and expect that it's going to happen that way, it will happen that way. You must believe and you must have your faith, not not laid on the universe, not laid on crystals, not laid on rocks, but laid on the only foundation, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so my experience with COVID was so different than what I'm sure thousands of people have experienced. People have died from this disease because of how I positioned my experience. I trusted in God 
by faith I believed that I was going to be healed by faith I believed my experience was going to be different and so y'all it's so important that we just don't allow every and any situation that occurs in our life to go by as normal if you have cancer if you are looking to have um, kids um, if you're looking to get your student loans paid off if you're looking to find a job, all the things that are applicable to your life, if you're looking for those things that happen, or if you're facing something bad, if you're facing um, a job loss, if you're facing something, don't just go with the flow and expect, act like, okay, everything's going to just go the way it's supposed to go. No, you have to start speaking against those things. I'm sure when COVID happened, right, we were all scared. You were selling, you saw the news, people were dying, people were losing their jobs. During that COVID, I told God, Lord, by faith, I will not lose my job. Financial burden is not going to affect me or my family. And that happened. None of us lost our jobs. If anything, I felt like our finances increased. Me personally, everything went according to how I had declared it by faith. And guess what? That wasn't the norm for most people. And so as Christians, we're not called to experience this life like every other person. We're called to more. We're called to experience more in abundance. God says, I'll give you abundance. And so do not expect your life to go like every other person around you. It can be any situation that you're facing. Please do not just say, okay, because I'm dealt with these cards, this is the results I'm going to experience. Do not ever put that negative prophecy, prophecy on your life. But by faith, declare the opposite. Yes, God, I just lost my job. But guess what? My family is still going to have food. We are not going to be suffered. We're not going to be affected negatively financially. I'm going to find a job in a few weeks or months. It's important that we don't allow our situations to determine our outcomes, but that we let our outcomes be determined by God who knows our today, our yesterday, and our future. Only God can determine that. And so it's important that by faith, we start to speak against what the enemy has planned for us. So I'm going to read the first verse for today. This is in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. Like I said, right? Faith cannot be based on things that are fleeting. It can be based on our feelings. Faith can be based on the universe, quote unquote, whatever that means. Faith cannot be based on rocks and crystals and your own abilities. It has to be based on God who is the true foundation. This is a gift from God because when you have faith, you're not having faith in your own abilities, but you're having faith in the God who is supernatural, who can exceed all our possibilities, who can do all things. So you're putting your faith on someone that's greater than you, greater and mightier and has control of every and anything. And so when we put our faith in God, he'll save us. It is through faith that I was saved. I could have been dead right now, honestly. That's how serious COVID has been. I could have been dead by now. I could have had complications. I didn't experience any any loss of smell. I didn't experience no loss of taste because God knows I love to eat, you know? Imagine if I couldn't eat, like, what? I didn't experience any of that. 
literally during COVID and after COVID because he saved me through my faith that I placed in him I was saved and my experience was so different and I'm grateful I'm so thankful that God took me through that experience and he showed me how great he is and that is because my faith was not based on my own strength or my own abilities or my health it was based on God the next uh, reading is going to be in Matthew 22 verses 21 Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. I hope you all are familiar with this backstory. It's a pretty common um, story in, in the, the, the New Testament in Matthew. You know, Jesus and his disciples were walking and they saw this fig tree that had beautiful leaves and it looked like it was a tree that produced fruit. When Jesus and his disciples got closer, I guess they were hungry and, you know, wanted to take a fig break or whatever. But anyways, they got closer to this beautiful tree that looked lively and looked like a, a beard fruit and it had no figs on it. It was a season of bearing and it had nothing to show. It had no fruit on a tree. So Jesus said, I, he cursed the fig tree and he told the fig tree that it wither and no longer bear fruit or whatever. And so a few minutes later, maybe 30, whatever minutes had gone by, his disciples and him were going back. They passed the same fig tree. The disciples were so shocked, like, oh my God, look God, the fig tree died. And Jesus was like, duh, are you surprised? Like, I said it, of course it's going to happen <laughs> because he had faith in God, right? And he said, whatever I say from my mouth will happen. And so he had made this fig tree wither and no longer bear fruit. And so he's telling his disciples, if you have the same faith, you can do more than tell a fig tree to wither. You can tell a mountain that is huge and big and unmovable to cast down and throw itself into the sea and it will be done. If you have faith and do not doubt, that is the most important ingredient. You can have any and everything that you declare by faith. By faith, I declared health. By faith, I declared healing. By faith, I declared a different experience. And guess what? I had no doubt. Was there times where I was a little a little shaky? Yes. My shakiness did not take away my faith. It had my faith in God firmed. Affirmed. Hope that's the word. I mean, that's the word, but like, I hope I used it right. <laughs> Anyways, my faith in God was unshaken. It was very firm and fixed on Him. And so, if you have that same faith, tell your situation that it will not be as though it is. Tell your situation X Y Z is going to happen differently. It's going to be different for you, and by you, and through you, because of who. God, right? So have faith, y'all, and do not doubt. You can tell a mountain. If you can tell something as big as a mountain, imagine what you can tell to your exam that you have plans to take. Imagine what you can tell to your health condition that's pending or whatever. Imagine what you can say to any situation that you're going through and by faith is going to happen. God said, and it will be done by faith. No doubt it will be done. So that is the key to getting what you want. Have faith declared by God. Have no doubt. And second, wait for God to do it. So simple, right? 
And so moving on to Mark 11, verses 22, it reads, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you will receive it and it will be yours. Very similar to the previous readings, you know, you pray. When you have faith, again, like you, like I said, you just don't put your faith in anything or anyone. You got to put it in God. That's the only person who can do any and everything. And so you pray to him in prayers. You believe that you've already received it. It talks about faith as an assurance of things hoped for and evidence of things unseen. I don't know if I quoted that completely right because I don't have the verse in my head, but it goes something like that. You know, when you have faith in the unseen, you believe that God has already done it. It's, you have assurance. You have that confidence that, you know what, God, if I ask you to bless me with a new job, you've already done it. If I ask you to help me pass my exam, you've already done it. If I ask you to heal me, I believe you've already done it. And when you have that assurance and that belief, guess what? You no longer worry. You're no longer trying to do things by your own strength. You're no longer in, in haste. You're patient, you're calm, you're at peace because you trust that it has already been done. It might not look like it right now. And that's the thing about faith. Faith is one of those like mystical things because when when you say, for example, I want a new job, right? And I believe that God has already given it to me. At your present physical realm, like I said earlier with the dream, I mean, it has no relation, but I just thought about it. Things that happen in the physical and the spiritual are different. If in the spiritual you believe that it's already done, it's going to actualize in your physical present. You might not have a job right now, but in the spiritual, if you say that, you know what, God, you've already done it. You wait patiently in the physical. You're at peace in the physical because you know that the spiritual is soon going to actualize on earth. How it it says the prayer, um, it will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, we are already rich. In heaven, we have abundance. God has so much gifts and blessings for us in heaven. And he's waiting for us to receive those on earth. It's already ours. It's an inheritance that the king, our father, has already given us. And he's waiting for us to bring those gifts onto earth so we can start to experience it in the physical, in the present. And so we have to believe that it's already done for us and we will receive it. It will be ours. Okay, moving on to James 1 verse 6 it says but when you ask you must believe and do not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind this is again similar to the previous one but it talks about how important it is to not doubt because when you doubt you're like a wave by the sea blown and tossed by the wind so what does that mean to me imagine a wave right a wave if you've ever been on the beach waves come in and go out and blow in and blow out and guess what waves are they don't have any road direction they go every and anywhere especially when it's tossed by the wind they go every and anywhere so that means that if you don't have faith, your belief is going to be up and down and high and low and all these things. You're going to be worried. If you doubt, you're not going to be in peace. You're going to be tossed like a wave, going in multiple directions, trying to do things on your own, trying to figure things out on your own because you have no stability. Your stability is not in God. It's in doubt. It's in fear. And so when you doubt, you're like a wave. You're confused. You're distressed. You're anxious. You're stressed out because you're worried about how you're going to pay your bills with no job. But if you had faith and you believe that, you know what, God, I don't got a job right now, but 
I know that I already have it in this in a spiritual realm and it's going to happen. You're going to be at peace. You're going to trust God day by day to take care of your daily needs. But when you doubt, you won't have the same faith and confidence in God. You will be stressed and overwhelmed and just anxious about everything. So moving on to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says we live by faith, not by sight. We should live by faith because when we live by faith, we don't look at the present circumstances and declare that to be our end and our reality. Because when you live by sight, guys, it's going to be hard. Me, for example, honestly, this is a real story. I told you all, like, I go to the gym and I love working out, right? Um, During COVID or the previous quarantine, I gained a lot of weight. Honestly, it didn't look like that to everyone else, but I knew because my jeans didn't fit anymore. <laughs> my clothes were, were a little tight, you know, so I knew I gained weight. Everyone said I looked the same, but, you know, you could tell I was, like, plungy or, like, my face was a little chubby and... I, I gained weight. I gained a lot of a lot of weight. I'm not gonna embarrass myself and say the amount, but I gained so much weight. And so when I look at myself in the mirror, I looked the same, but I knew like I wasn't the same. If that makes sense, I could tell I was a little bigger because I looked plungier, and my clothes didn't fit the same. And so looking at my sight, I looked like someone I mean it wasn't that bad but to me I was like oh gosh I gotta lose weight like this is unacceptable and so I started going to the gym by faith going to the gym I was having faith that I'm going to lose weight and guess what guys I would look at myself every single day and I'm like god is that working like I'm still fat like what the heck just like you know literally crying to myself I'm like oh my god the gym's not working and I'm going every single day I'm consistent da, da, da. and it was honestly until I looked at old pictures of myself that I had taken pre pre post gym and I noticed oh my god I look different oh my god I've actually lost weight oh my gosh my clothes fit and people would tell me like wow like you know you're toning up or whatever I was not fat to begin with but in my head I felt like oh my gosh I need to lose weight and so the reason I bring that example is that if I kept looking at myself in the mirror I would never see the results and the changes that were actually occurring. I was so focused on what I saw in front of me and I didn't step back to see what was actually going on around me, that I was actually losing weight, that others were actually recognizing it, that my pictures from old to now look different, that my clothes were fitting because I was only focused on what I saw in front of me in the mirror. And so what that means is that if you only look at your situation right now for what it is, it will be hard for you to imagine a better thing to come. So do not be so focused on what you see right now that you miss out on what God is doing around you. God is doing so much around us, guys, and we got to start paying attention because if we're only focused on how we see things right now, it's going to help or prevent us actually from seeing what God is already doing and what he has planned for us. So we got to live by faith. We cannot live by what we see because our eyes are deceitful. What we see right now is not always what it is. It's not. And so we got to see with our spiritual eyes. We got to see beyond our current circumstances. We got to see beyond the physical and see what God sees in us. See how God sees our future. God did not call us to suffer. He called us to have life and live it more abundantly. So see yourself being blessed. See yourself prospering. Although you don't have it right now, see it to come. See your future as you know that God has it for you. Okay, the next verse is in Matthew chapter 1, verses 22. If you believe, you will receive. 
sorry, if you believe you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. I think we already talked about that, right? Yeah, we did. Okay, so last one in Proverbs 18, this is in 20s verses 21. Proverbs 18, 20s to 21. From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled with the harvest of their lips. They are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I really love this verse. Like, I've seen verse 21 before, the tongue has a powerful life from death. But 20 was very interesting to me. Let me read 20 again. It says, from the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled with the harvest of their lips. They are satisfied. Then 21, the tongue has a power of life and death. Those who love it will eat its fruit. Wow, I love that so much. Because what does that tell us, right? Faith also comes by how we speak. What are you declaring over your life right now? Because guess what? The tongue has the power of life and death is what God tells us. And whatever we say out of our mouth and we believe that, we will eat its fruit. With the harvest of our lips, we'll be satisfied or we'll be be, be, um, in, in need and in lack. It depends on how we speak that is important because when we have faith we're confident we're confident to say you know god my situation looks xyz but i'm declaring abc and so based on how how we start to speak based on how our faith is our mouths and our minds are going to think that same thing if you have doubt guess what your mouth is going to speak doubt your mouth is going to say oh my gosh i'm so fat oh my gosh i'm so broke i have no money i'm sick and i'm gonna die and all these negative things because that's where your faith is your faith is in doubt but when you have faith and confidence in god you're gonna speak healing over your life you're gonna speak blessings over your life you're going to speak prosperity and things that you want to actually actualize and guess what by the harvest of your lips your lips are going to produce the results in which you are speaking and you're going to harvest those results i love that verse because it says the harvest of your lips our lips decide to plant the seeds that are going to be produced i hope that makes sense y'all and the power of the tongue equates to life or death we can speak life or we can speak death and whatever we speak is what we're going to get. So it's important that we have faith and we let go of doubt. We are careful of the things that we speak about and how it comes up into our daily lives. And so I just want to end off by actually reading the Google definition of faith. I should have done that before we started because, again, it's very important to understand the word that we're speaking on. So you all have a better understanding of what that word actually means. But um, you know, I didn't really do it because I'm sure we all kind of know what faith is or know the basis, but, um, I'm going to read it anyways. I hope dictionary.com y'all sponsor me one day because I love you all, <laughs> but let's read what faith says. So the number one says confidence or trust in a person or thing, and that person should be on God and not, no other thing. <laughs> number two, believe that is not based on proof. Our faith is not based on physical proof, but it's based on God's truth and number three believe in God or in the doctrines or teachings of religion okay now that's talking about like you know faith that you practice like Christianity Hinduism all that whatever um but yeah so I really like number one and two confidence or trust in a person which is God and 
no thing, <laughs> no other thing, and then believe that it's not based on proof because faith, again, like we said, cannot be seen. You cannot live in your presence and constantly live by sight and still have faith. It don't work that way because faith is an unseen. Faith is what you cannot see. Let me pull up that scripture about the faith is confidence and what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I should have had that, right? But Okay, there we go. So this is in Hebrews 11 verses 1, right? It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So faith is having confidence in what we hope for, that God, if I hope for this, I'm confident that it's going to happen. And I'm assured that although I do not see it right now, it's already happened. So y'all, have faith, have confidence, and do not doubt, because when you trust in God, he'll make your promises come true. God is a good God. He wants to take care of you. He wants to provide for us. And he doesn't want to be embarrassed either. So he will come through for you. So believe in him, y'all, and you shall receive. So let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this amazing time you enabled us to have with you. Thank you for being in our presence, Lord God, and for speaking and for reminding us how important it is to have faith. Let us have faith, not in any other substance or any other person, but you, God. Only you can bring out the outcomes and the results that we have faith and assurance for. Father God, you are strong and mighty, and you told us to ask, and we shall receive it in Matthew 7, Lord God. Ask, and we shall receive it. Knock, and your door will be open, Lord God. You told us to do all these things because you said that at the end of our obedience, It's you, God. It's your results. So, Father God, help us have faith. For those who maybe have been impacted in ways that have destroyed their faith, God, restore their faith. Take away the doubt that they have from life circumstances. Life is hard, and there's a lot of things that goes on that hinders our faith on a day-to-day basis, God. But when we trust in you, Father God, we'll never be put to shame. So let us trust in you, Father God. Let us hope in you. Let us look forward to you, God, and the plans that you have to prosper and not to harm us, God, but to give us hope and a future. We thank you for your plans. We thank you for your love, God. We thank you so much. Let this message go forth and bear fruit and bring forth faith into this world of darkness, God. I love you so much, and I thank you. It's in your most holy name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Okay, thank you all. Um, I'm going to leave a comment section so you all can, you know, respond if you like. I really appreciate hearing your responses. I can see them, by the way. So thank you again for listening. Thank you, you all for spending time with me. If you heard my stomach growling, I don't know, I'm hungry. It's 7.30 a.m., but I got to get ready for my event. Um, but thank you again for joining, and I really appreciate you all listening. And I pray that, you know, this message goes forward and brings fruit. The next time I'm going to record is... I think that's going to be after the New Year's, I think. Is it? Um, Yes. Okay. So, no, this is going to be on January 1st. Yay. I'm excited. So, Happy New Year, everyone, in advance. Um, I pray that you're safe, you know, and you spend the time wisely. (laughs) That's the word I'm going to say. You spend the time wisely. But, um, okay, until next time, guys. Bye.